Maris, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hey there, this is Kat Romero, CEO and founder of Advertise and Hashtag Social Buzz. Woo! Uh, so excited to have a very special guest today. Uh, it's going to be Monica from the Hispanic, uh, Arizona Hispanic Chamber. And I was very fortunate to meet Monica uh, at her Power of the Purse, which was a great um, event that she had. It's one of their signature events. And uh, got to meet a lot of Latina uh, business owners and entrepreneurs. So it was a great event. And I loved being part of it. And it was so exciting. So let me bring on my very special guest. Hello, Monica. Hi, Kat. So great to be here with you. Great to see you again. We miss you in Arizona. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So can you, before we get all started and everything, can you tell, just give people a little background about you uh, and uh, how you came about uh, as part of the organization of the chamber? Sure, absolutely. Um, again, my name is Monica Villalobos. I serve as president and CEO of the Arizona Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I've been with the organization for eight years. I took this role on September 1st of last year. And given everything that's going on, it's sort of like drinking out of a fire hose, but we're managing. Uh, the organization has been around since 1948. We have a long history of advocating for minority businesses, Hispanic businesses in the state. And we know that that's the fastest growing segment um, here in Arizona. So I'm excited to be able to serve that community. That is awesome. That is awesome. And so like, before we get into a lot of the cool stuff that you're doing today, can you give people an idea of the power of the purse? Because that is an amazing event that you guys put together. And it's a signature event, right? Annual signature event. Yes, it is an annual signature event every March in honor of International Women's Day. And it really kind of focuses on the power of women in different arenas. So one year um, we focused on environmental uh, justice, climate change, um, and how women make such a big impact there. This past year where you were the keynote speaker, we focused on women's influence in business through social media. And what we've seen, particularly here in Arizona is this incredible surge of Latina-owned businesses. And to give you a, a little sample of that or some context, between 2007 and 2012, all small businesses in Arizona only grew 2%. Minority-owned businesses grew 60%, Hispanic-owned businesses grew 70%, and Hispanic women-owned businesses grew 116%. So we know that women are really stepping up, they're legitimizing their businesses, and social media is a great way to do that. 
I love it. Those numbers are amazing. I know that when you had mentioned that at the Power to Purse, I was like, oh my goodness, that is a, that is amazing. Uh, and I'm sure um, because the reality is during any adverse time, more businesses pop up. So it will, will be very interesting to see your numbers after, you know, this whole thing rolls over. And um, that'll be really, really interesting to see uh, how the number of entrepreneurs blossom from um, this pandemic as well, you know? Yeah, um, no, it's it's important to really recognize the power, not only that, again, minority uh, communities have, um, but also women uh, mm -hmm. in particular. And that's why Power of the Purse, we had 400 women at the beautiful desert botanical gardens. Um, this was an event uh, where the title sponsor was Freeport McMoran and Comerica Bank. And they allowed us to really share your expertise and, um, you know, get women together to um, have that collaborative impact, right? That collective mm -hmm. impact, as opposed to a lot of us trying to do different things to get to the same end, we can pull our resources together and do it all together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, very cool. So it, be, before the we, we went live, we kind of mm -hmm. had a little conversation and you have a program. I mean, you're, you guys are doing a lot of things to help businesses move forward and really try to recover from the pandemic. Do you want to talk about some of the programs and things that you guys are doing? Sure, absolutely. You know, we're really devoted to five key areas, and that's the way that we help our members. And those include economic development, market intelligence, uh, capacity building, advocacy, and education. Those first two have really been critical during the pandemic, and particularly that economic development. Um, when the pandemic started, we already knew, and we had already been um, in Arizona talking through our market intelligence uh, vertical about um, the difference in average annual income between minority-owned businesses and non-minority-owned businesses. So for instance, minority-owned businesses earn average annual income of about 110,000, whereas non-minority about 500,000. That difference or that gap accounts for $36 billion not being actualized into Arizona's economy. So there's a big parity gap between businesses that are owned by minorities and those that are owned by non-minorities. That becomes particularly important when we talk about um, the continuity and sustainability. And we've been saying for several years that that gap meant that we were having a lot of businesses that were growing three to four times faster than non-minority owned businesses, but they were making significantly less. And then wow. the, the slightest recession would mean that they wouldn't be able to last. They wouldn't have the reserves. JP Morgan Chase Research Institute tells us that most small businesses only have about two weeks in reserves. And so when this pandemic hit, we knew that our uh, small owned business, our minority owned businesses had even less time than that. Um, and we were going to have to act very quickly. So one of the things that we did, we did not wait for PPP. Um, we knew that it would be a long time be before those 
funds would trickle down to our community as most things, right? And so we sprung into action, our team, uh, we had our own pivot strategy. We turned our business development folks into grant response specialists. We looked to our corporate partners and we created the AZHCC Small Business Success Grants. And these were meant to be $1,000 a week grants for up to six weeks, um, as long as funds lasted. And the major contributors were APS, our local utility, uh, our Rasa Development Fund, the largest Hispanic CDFI in the country, Mm -hmm. um, as well as U.S. Bank and Comerica. And we were able to disseminate $100,000 in two weeks, uh, very early on in the pandemic, um, to be able to help these businesses survive and get through the pandemic and get them to traditional funding so that they weren't a victim of predatory lending. Um, And also to provide that technical assistance, you know, what's their pivot strategy? How are they, you know, if they're a restaurant, how are they turning their waiters and waitresses into takeout and delivery ambassadors? Um, You know, what do they need to do to get a traditional loan at a low interest rate? You know, all of these different things. Um, and we've had some great success stories um, from that grant. But that was, you know, one of the things that we're just really proud of. And and for us, it was, this is our time, right? This is yeah. why we exist, to be able to help businesses now. No, and, yeah. and I think we accomplished that. No, that is fantastic. I loved it. Um, so how were businesses aware of what you guys were doing? Because that is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We reached out to all of our members. We've got close to a thousand members. We reached out to all of them. Um, We had them apply. We had a very efficient system that Mm -hmm. collected real-time data, and that helped me gather more funding. So when we went to our partners, we could say, you know, um, we know what the median income is. We know that our grantees have a median income of $176,000 a year. We know that on average, they have seven to eight employees. We know that our program in aggregate um, affected over 500 employees. Um, We know that that, uh, 53 of the 72 were family-owned businesses. So with that data, we were able to really uh, provide more robust information to our funders. That's awesome. I want to hear the success stories, Monica, because that, I mean, that is a great program. And I, and I applaud you guys for doing that. That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we have some some wonderful stories to tell. Um, uh, everything from um, Aisha of AT Oasis Cafe, um, who was a recipient of our grants. And we were able to not just provide her with that grant, but provide her with some consulting to get a traditional loan from one of our banking partners. Nice. In addition to that, she also received some PPP dollars. And again, those came after, um, but it gave her some time to also look at her strategy. And she was featured on our Greater Phoenix Economic Council webinar as one of our success stories um, where she was able to stay in business. She also pivoted a little bit because her brick and mortar was obviously closed. She couldn't have people come into her coffee shop, but she had a great clientele for her coffee products. And she she does import and export. 
So she was able to shift and pivot um, to provide those services, um, you know, in, in other in other ways. Um, another one, another great story is uh, Shauna Fantasia uh, from Falcon Engineering, who has a software engineering firm, and she had this space, and she realized that she could actually um, uh, get put together masks yep. and PPP materials. So she got one of the largest contracts from the state of Arizona to provide those PPEs um, for the state. And That's so awesome. another great story. I mean, and they go on and yeah. on. And it's just the fact that that we could be even a small part of that um, is critical because Arizona is a small business state. 98% of all jobs come from small businesses. So um, they are the backbone and the lifeblood of our economy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So are you, what is the plan for, I mean, I'm assuming you guys are now rolling out the, um, uh, uh, so open now as everybody else is. I don't know. How is Arizona? Mm -hmm. Where are you guys at in that process? Yes, Arizona has reopened. Um, and, you know, the, this was really, we heard mixed um, emotions on this topic from our business owners because the general feeling was we can survive one shutdown, but two, three, or four shutdowns, we're done. And um, so there was a lot of fear about opening too soon or closing at all. Um, and now what we're finding is we've got, um, we're all over the news, we have the highest uh, COVID cases since our reopening. Um, and, it's, and it's a scary time, but we're really encouraging businesses to be very safe, you right. know, um, to require customers to have masks and, and gloves, uh, obviously to require all of their employees as well to be as safe as possible if they have to open and to keep finding other ways to deliver their products and yeah. services, right? Yeah. Um, I know for Mother's Day, we have a, a caterer who does huge events and naturally she couldn't do any business, right? All of her events were canceled. And so for Mother's Day, she created this sort of assembly line and you could go and pick up this gourmet meal for a really reasonable price. And so she went with volume in that case. I went and picked one up for my family as well. And we had this incredible catered, uh, you know, lunch for Mother's right. Day. Um, and that was a great kind of solution um, for this particular uh, caterer called Fresh from the Kitchen. Nice, nice. No, that's that is uh, great, and that's a great way of pivot, pivoting. And I think that's a great uh, story to share, share because a lot of people are um, some of them don't know how to pivot, or some of them are a little stuck in their way of thinking. So you know, sharing those stories, I think, is a it's a huge success for people moving forward too. You know, um, it's inspiring. It is. It is very inspiring. Um, so, okay. So are you guys, so as far as like the support moving forward, I mean, what is your plan? How do you, how do you guys see it moving forward, um, within your organization? What do you guys, what's your plan for the next, you know, let's say 30, 90, 60 day, or whatever, 120 days, you know, going that way. 
Um, right. We want to continue this program. Um, we also have received a series of grants to provide technical assistance, um, webinars, uh, pivot yeah. strategies, uh, COVID precaution. And, and now with the most recent um, tragedy and, and racial injustice, um, we're now working with our other minority chambers, oh, yeah. um, including the Black Chamber, the Asian Chamber, the Chinese Chamber, the American Indian Chamber, um, to talk about how how do you how do you deal with those issues in the workplace right how do we make an impact as a business community on public policy and on you know to to um, really combat social injustice and so it's not just the pandemic but now it's becoming you know this other piece of it as well that has to be addressed um, right. and so we're we're finding ourselves a new new um, uncharted territory um, in in many ways um, you know, I often say I took this position on, on September 1st. I would have asked for hazard pay if I knew I was going to deal with a <laughs> pandemic and riots and yeah. protests and, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, we're inspired by the way that small businesses have done what they always do, which is pick themselves up by the yeah. bootstraps. They find a way to get through it. And I know, um, you know, you've discussed in, in your um, posts and, and social media just this whole issue with PPP. And, you know, I can still, I, with the hundreds of businesses that I deal with, off the top of my head, I know maybe a handful that received PPP. Yep. I'm glad you said that because I had this conversation with a small uh, business owner that I work with and um, we were talking about the PPC and both of us don't qualify and we're true small businesses. We are true small businesses. So we don't have hundred employees, you know? Um, and so we were like, you know, even though they made it sound like this was to help, you know, Americana, small business. It really was for the, I would say more of a, a mid-sized business or a, larger than a small business, because I know all too many small businesses that didn't uh, get that. But on the other note, okay, because to make a positive out of a negative, okay, what you guys did is incredible. And that helped those businesses who couldn't benefit from the PPP. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. And then your partners being able to help because they're offering, you know, the loans that um, are that are not these fake things that are out there that are people are trying to take advantage of people, you know, and what mm -hmm. have you. Um, but the other thing, too, and um, I was talking to this other small business and um, quite frankly, she goes, you know what? I kind of said, so what, government? I don't need you, and I'm going to fight, and I'm going to make my business survive, and I don't need mm -hmm. you, you know? And I was yeah. like, you go, girl. Wow, you know? Yeah, and we're hearing a lot of that, and, and that was our message from the beginning. Do not wait to be saved, right? That's not going to happen, and we know that just historically. Um, yeah. we'll, we will be the last to see those funds. There were studies that were coming out that were saying of those um, minority groups, Blacks and Hispanics that had submitted for PPP, 91% um, would be declined. 
Um, and, you know, so we started to look into that. And, and I love your idea of, you know, we, we've got to turn this into a positive. So one of the learnings for us was, why is that? And it was a very technical reason, right? We know that a lot of these small businesses and sole proprietors are LLCs. They're structured as LLCs, the majority of them. Well, when you're an LLC, you typically do not have a W-2. Right. You 1099 your contractors, right? Oh my God, I love this. Yes. So, it, so one of the workshops was, you know, is it is it worth it to change to an S corp, right, where you would pull a W two, where you would have, you know, employees, um, and and that would qu- more more than likely qualify you for PPP. Right. And so there were little systemic things like that that just hadn't been discussed before. We hadn't, you know, been in that role. Um, those businesses that are LLCs are no less of a small business than one that's an S corp. It's just a matter of structure. And so that's, you know, kind of part of the focus as well. Um, But again, for us in Arizona, I just saw the latest numbers. We received eight and a half billion dollars in PPP uh, to 75,000 businesses. Um, That's about 15% of all small businesses in Arizona. And as I said, I know maybe a handful that I could speak to that's, you know, they've actually received something. And the ones that did received a pretty minimal amount. Yeah. You know, so um, we've we've got to focus on ourselves. I, I call it instead of bootstrapping, I call it chunkla strapping. You know, <laughs> we got to chunkla strap and, yeah. and help each other and help our community. That was the other thing we did with our grantees. We wanted them to do business with each other. Yeah. You know, we know you're still going to need services. You're still going to need things. Let's lift up our own community, build your own network of suppliers, um, thereby increasing the business for everyone. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been uh, it's been interesting but i think what we found is that we're all a lot more innovative and creative than we thought we were yeah i'm so glad you hit on that because you just hit it on the every one of them because i'm like you know people don't understand that a true small business llc whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. um functions differently and it's because they have to like squeeze every penny they have to stretch every dime and you know and you become very very creative with the way that you structure business and the way you employ people and the way that you know you incentivize people as well um if you were a recipient of this uh, grant the success grant you know we'd love to hear your success story and know you know the outcomes and where you're at now um because again the reality is this is going to make us all stronger, especially those who did not get any funding, because it's like you said, Monica, is um, it's almost like being a startup all over again. It's hustling and working really. And I, I'm, I'm just going to say this because I know this. OK, um, me as a Hispanic female, like I know I have to work really hard because I was taught by my parents to work really, really hard to make ends meet and to get it done. And so, you know, for the Hispanic community, they're not going to give up. They're going to work hard to get it done and to manage and to get through it. Right. Um, I would say that that is a lot of uh, resilience from the Hispanic community, you know, wherever they are. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I mean, one of the reasons that we see such uh, an increase and a surge in minority businesses is because oftentimes you have folks that cannot enter the traditional workforce, right? And they come from countries of origin with an entrepreneurial spirit. So they'll go ahead and pop up a business. You know, um, we've got, again, wonderful examples here in Arizona. Um, Sometimes given our public policy that I, you know, the best word I've found to describe it sometimes is wonky. Um, So, you know, we, we, you know, minority groups really have to make their own way. And um, through supporting each other, through bootstrapping or chancla strapping, as I like to call it, um, through being creative and not just in their products, but in the way that they deliver them, um, those services and products, um, you know, really become a, a, um, a foundation um, for the state's economy. I, I absolutely agree. Okay, so let's get off the whole uh, small business and this pandemic dilemma. Some cool things that you're doing that I've been following and watching is you guys are doing virtual networking, aren't you? We are. We are. There. Yeah. And, you know, thanks to you. I mean, always an inspiration. Um, as a as a chamber of commerce, most of our networking is in person. You know, we do 42 events a year and it is all about connecting with people, uh, being able to build relationships. And a lot of that is done in person. So when this hit, you know, March 16th, we sent everybody out of the office. And we not only did we have to figure out how to talk to each other, yeah. right? because we needed a system to keep the team talking together. Um, but we needed to talk to to our clients and, and have this kind of one-on-one. So we went to very traditional platforms. We went to Zoom. Uh, we went to Teams internally. Um, and the network has been, the networking has been really fantastic. You know, the real, um, it, it, we'll know if we're successful <laughs> because we've got three signature events that we are converting to an online format. So you'll have to ask me this question again at the end of Q4 and I will okay. let you know how successful we were. But right now, um, you know, we've had webinars with up to 100 people mm-hmm. um, and everyone being able to have a conversation. They can have side conversations in breakout rooms. Um, you know, there's the chat feature whatnot. Um, But it's really just constantly connecting, constantly staying top of mind. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think that's being very creative because uh, if I have to sit here and think about some of the chambers that I belong to, they kind of got stale or quiet, you know, during this whole pandemic. And and a lot of it is not... um, you know, blatant to the, to the organization. So I'm not going to blame the organization, but a, a lot of their leadership, right? Cause yeah. the leadership is really what guides it. And when you guys get together with your directors or board of directors or whatever, and, and you have to decide, do we just lay down and die or do we just keep going and supporting the community and supporting the community is a number one, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And one of the things that we did in a very safe way a couple of weeks ago is we received a donation of 5,000 masks okay. and we were hearing from a lot of our partners that they just weren't able to get masks. They're not available. Everybody's sold out here or they're, they're um, charging a fortune for them, right? Oh, yeah. It's like 10 masks 
mask for $40 and it's the 10 disposable masks, right? For $40 or, you know, even more than that. So we got a wonderful donation of 5,000 masks and, you know, we reached out to our membership and said, if you need them, come and get them. We had our team with masks, socially distancing. We had it by appointment. People would drive up, we would give them their masks um, and they were using them in bulk, not for themselves, but for their businesses. So that if someone came in to do business, when we reopen, they could hand someone a mask. You know, it's a small thing, but it makes a huge difference, especially when you see the surge in numbers now. And so that networking, you know, constantly keeping in touch, um, being able to utilize our members for different things. um, It's just, it's a whole new world. And you either are going to, you're going to go with it and you're going to roll with it, or you're going to be rolled over. Right. Right. And you know, the other cool thing about what you're doing, Monica, with the networking and, and trying to get people to collaborate and to talk to each other is, you know, um, I had another business owner who, uh, like you use the example, she shut down. So she felt like depressed and isolated and stuff like that. When you do these networking things and you pull people out of this grief, you get them to mingle with other people and start thinking about the whole pivoting and thinking about, because you're just talking and you're, you know, you know, we're on the same boat. And yes. so the, the cool thing about it is, you know, Hey, get up, get on a zoom. You don't have to put pants on, but you can put dress up top, right? You can dress <laughs> Hopefully up you top. do. Hopefully, yeah. but yeah, we're know. not judging. We're not judging. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yes, that's the other thing. Uh, somebody, it's funny. Somebody complimented me and they said, Hey, cat, I really appreciate appreciate that you put on makeup and you do your hair for your, your shows. And she said, you know, I haven't done it. And when I see you, it makes me feel bad. And I feel like, and she goes, but I sit here and think and there's, she's by herself. Okay. And she's, I just sit here and think there's nobody for me to get ready for, get up for, but she goes, but then I see you and I think I should just get ready. And, you know, it's all mental, you know, it's all mental. It is. You just have to do the things that you have to do in order Mm -hmm. for you to keep moving forward so that there's progress. But again, if there's resources like what you guys are doing, you know, the networking, you got to participate, you got to. And I'm just telling this to people who are out there. And even if you, if they're not part of Arizona, they can participate, right, Monica? Or how does that work? How does that work? <laughs> uh, yeah, if they would like to call in our, our webinars, we have them on our website under community okay. events, all of the webinars that are available. Some of them are Arizona specific, but some of them are just business specific. And I think the really cool thing that's come out of that and that's pulling people out of this, you know, maybe a little bit of depression is that um, when you get on these webinars, you're not just thinking about your business and how to grow your business, but you're able to contribute to other businesses. Right. It's almost like being in these mastermind groups all the time. And and there's value in that, right? When you can um, provide value to somebody else just because you happen to have a contact or you think of an idea that they haven't thought of, that's powerful. And mm-hmm. that's why we encourage our, we, we're like, we get it, businesses is down you're worried about a lot of a lot of things but if you want to be inspired and you want to think of some new ideas or give new ideas yeah. that's just as important so you know that's why i get up and i tease my team i'm like i have a wig that i put next to my 
dad, I'm, I'm totally kidding, but I'm like, I have a wig and I just put it on and then I talk to people. Right. Yeah. Um, that's funny. But, but being able to give during this time is just as critical as being able to solve your own issues. I agree with you. And, um, and to that end, I, I just, I want to add, like if corporate leaders aren't participating, cause this is the time that they can really support the community and participate. Um, because I, I feel like a lot of these networking and a lot of these things are small businesses coming together, talking. And I love cause they, they need it. These resources are great for them. Um, but it's, it, I agree with you. It's a great time to just brainstorm. I love when you said the mastermind. That is a perfect example of it. That is mm -hmm. perfect. And I want to shout out because Greg asked you, are there companies that need temperature scanning units in your area? And I said, Greg, I challenge you go to one of our networking events. I challenge you because they're listed on the website, right? Yes, they are. If you go to azhcc.com, there's a tab with events. You can look at our events, community events, um, everything that's going on in Arizona. I don't actually know what a temperature scanning unit is, <laughs> but maybe you can join one of our webinars and you know um, provide information and educate us on what that means. But that's, that's um, awesome. <laughs> everybody's welcome, you know. And and that's the other thing right now is that you know, there may be a best practice in your area that we're, we're just not doing here. This is a great time for states to be able to share best practices across the country. Um, you know, cities, what's going on here? How can we duplicate that? There's no need to reinvent the wheel. You know, I've shared our AZHCC uh, small business grants program with several organizations. And I've said, here's the format. Here's the, the methodology. Do it. You know, it yep. makes sense. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. Um, so I think we can learn a lot from each other and it really broadens our horizon. I agree. And that's good words of advice. So, um, Monica, I was going to say, how did they get a hold of you? So I, we're wrapping this up. So how do they get a hold of you? Is there some signature events you want to shout out so people can plan for, because you said there's going to be three virtual ones. Yes. Uh, so, you know, go ahead and wrap it up with what you want to shout out to. And I'm going to pull your LinkedIn so people can connect with you. Okay. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Yes. Anybody who wants to connect with us, please go to our website at A as in Apple, Z as in Zebra, H, C as in Cat, C as in Cat dot com. So azhcc.com. There is a tab under events. Those are all virtual right now. Um, we've got it through the end of the year. Um, and we would be so pleased to welcome you and have you join um, some of the solutions uh, that we're trying to create here in Arizona. You can al also reach us by telephone at 602-279-1800. Again, that's 602 2-279-1800. Kat was just kind enough to put up my LinkedIn. If you reach out to me, I will connect you with our team, our information. Um, we have a lot of data um, and information, so I would love to share that with you. But I'm so glad, Kat, thank you to you. Yeah for this platform, um, for allowing me to be a part of it. Our whole team, like I said, we miss you in Arizona. You had amazing and great energy and we need more of that here. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And then uh, moving forward, are you you guys are still looking for more members? You're looking for more sponsors, right? Those opportunities are there. So if there's an organization leader watching that wants to support the Hispanic community in Arizona, I think this is a great opportunity. Uh, and then as Monica said, that the uh, entrepreneurship for Hispanic females is just amazing. It is absolutely amazing. And what a great marketplace to support because it's, again, minority and then female, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Great opportunities here. We're happy to connect you. We just started our international membership with Mexico nice. um, and had, yes, our first member, I went down to Hermosillo yep. in, uh, in Sonora and I was able to share some of our market intelligence and um, we're doing a lot of import export um, with them. Our geographic location makes us ripe for that. So um, again, happy to share all of that. We really have to lift each other up yep. and I hope that your viewers will be become part of our community me too me too thank you so much for joining thanks everyone for watching and until next time you got this talk to you soon thank you so much for listening to this episode of stand out and grow check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.